welcome to the show with me, Dan, and my guest, Jamie Dalton. Oh, hi. Hello there. How's it going? Pretty good, thank you. Yeah? You're looking very well. Oh, so are you. I know, it's amazing that we can actually see each other. Yes, so this is the first podcast episode which registered in person. (gasps) You are the first of a kind, Jamie. What can I say? Mm -hmm. Maybe you should get my name tattooed on you. I just want to say um, for people listening, because this isn't uh, done via video yet, so we're not using video, I just want to give a bit of uh, context to the situation. <laughs> so uh, I've been recording everything in the corner of my room. Um, a lot of sound tests were done beforehand, and I found that the corner of my room um, was the best place for sound. Shout out to Luke Broth and uh, George Styles who helped me with that. But uh, yeah, um, so I'm in the corner of my room and Jamie now is in the other corner of my room. So we're socially distanced Mm -hmm. and I have quite a small room, which helps with the sound. But it also means that it gets very hot Mm. and uh, (laughs) I have to close the window. So there's no ventilation apart from a small hole in my door. Yeah. So we are both topless Mm, as we talk to each other. Which is no different from usual. Really. No, exactly. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think it was worth mentioning. Just saying. Although, it's a given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was curious, though. Why is the corner the best place in a room? Um, so I did it right in the corner. Like, uh, well, I've got a flat wall behind me now. But I tried it right in the corner. Apparently, Luke Bruff said... Um, you could just say Luke. Luke. You, you don't have to say Luke. his surname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time. Luke Brafis. His, his address, <laughs> his phone number, his star sign. No, um, I did it in the corner, but apparently um, the frequencies drop off if you have it right in the corner. He could hear the frequencies drop off a little bit. Oh, really? Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the, the higher frequencies, because lower frequencies travel further. Of course they do. Mm. Mm. That's because... Lower. They're just stronger. Lower mm. frequencies are stronger in general. Well, it sounds stronger. Mm-hmm. But Compared yeah, so... Compared to have... <laughs> yeah. 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 So if you're going to call for help, always go, help. Yeah. Yeah. Help. Because <laughs> it will reverberate further. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. A little bit of science there for you. Hell yeah. And that's what this episode's about. It's pure science. Science. <laughs> science 101, we'll call it. Water. What is that? <laughs> H2O? <laughs> so yes, this is the first podcast episode to be done in person, which is exciting. It's scary. And uh, <laughs> judging by the fact that we're both topless, it's... <laughs> Even scarier. It's, yeah, yeah. And maybe exciting for some people. Oh, Who knows? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> At a distance, we'll see what happens. Yes, of course. Cool. Um, so yes, uh, Jamie's been on before. Um, this episode, the subject matter is a bit lighter. Um, and we basically, me and Jamie have always, um, discussed films. We've always had a passion and a love for films. Uh, we went to college together, um, and studied film there. And we, we both did. went yeah, on yeah, to yeah. separate unis and studied yeah, film yeah. on separate unis. And we've always just loved, uh, chatting about films and having a bit of a debate. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... We've got a few things lined up today. We're going to, first off, we're going to list our top five comedy films of all time. Mm. Um, have a little chat about that. We're also going to 
uh, talk and discuss a uh, a film that's come out recently called Eurovision Song Contest: The Woo! Story of Fire Saga. Best one to start with. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've both seen that, and we're going to review that. So that's going to be more of a typical review type thing. Mm. And uh, then we're going to end on our top five Netflix films. So top five films that are currently of Netflix of any genre. So uh, yeah, um, we thought this would be a good idea because people need a laugh at the moment, um, and most people have access to Netflix. So um, yeah, so maybe some of the recommendations that we talk about in the show, you'll go on to. Uh, to watch and uh yeah yeah sounds good was that was that a decent introduction yeah it's okay i mean i'll give it a solid five that's good cool jamie used to be um i love how you just bang in the door just yeah behind sorry me. i Boom. didn't mean to do that <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> jamie's bum is against the door so he's just using it wasn't even my bum it was my hat my hands oh. behind my bum <laughs> Jamie used to be. I saw uh, the the like fear in your eyes when you heard it through your through your <laughs> headphones. It's like, oh god, I've messed up here. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. It's very prone to sound problems. This room. But, apologies, uh, apologies. No, well, it's fine. you know, if we continue this, we'll make sure that we do a podcast somewhere better, better suited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in your room, topless, Dan. <laughs> How many times? I do not want to be in your room, topless. Uh, Cool. Uh, I just want to say as well, Jamie used to be a radio host, didn't you, Jay? I did back in the day, yeah. Yeah. For the Pulse Hospital Radio. What for, for what? Pulse. The Pulse Hospital Radio. Yeah. And what was the name of your show? Jay's Monday Night Madness. Jay's Monday Night Madness. On a Thursday. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really. It was Pulse on Monday Night. advertising. <laughs> <laughs> just made it even madness. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. Uh and I've always thought about getting back into radio. I've just, well, the reason I got out was just I was too busy doing other things. But mm. uh, I, you know, it's always been a passion of mine. Mm. Uh, and absolutely, when we discussed talking about doing a film kind of podcast type thing, I was like, hell yeah, I'm down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks. I saw you about to swear that. I was about to, back. but I held back. Nice. It's welcome. that radio brain coming back on. <laughs> You can leave radio, but radio does not leave you. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Cool. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Um, so our top five comedies. So, Jamie, if you want to start with your number five choice, and we'll work down one by one to one. So if you start with your number five, and then just explain why you why you chose it. Okay. So in order, yes? Yeah. No, you won't list all of them. If you just say your fifth choice. Okay, and we'll chat, right, chat a little bit about that, and then I will say my fifth choice. And we'll sorry, so down. it's going down to one, which is our top one of all time. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Because that's okay. cool. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. Uh, I will probably say, "What we do in the shadows." What we do in the shadows. Okay. Have you seen that film? I have. It's a very good film, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Taika Waititi, the director. Indeed. So why did you uh, why did you choose this film? It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's one of those things. I think I saw it first on, on Amazon and I was just like, what is this? I've not heard of this before. I've recognized that guy, like kind of. So I'll give it a go. Uh, so without any kind of background to it, I watched it and I was just like blown away. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was hilarious. Just an amazing film. So for people who don't know, do you want to just describe what it is, what the film is? um sure so it's basically uh, a mockumentary type 
film following um, like a group of, would you say like a herd? A herd. Like, well, not a herd, but you know what I mean? Like, like it's like a group, but like, it's like a clan. A clan. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Let's go with clan instead a of herd. <laughs> a murder. Um, what is that for? A murder? Uh, crows, I think. Oh. I think it's crows. Yeah, I think Something you're right. Like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it follows like three or four uh, vampires and just like their day-to-day lives in modern day New Zealand. Um, and yeah, no, it's just fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just great the way they modernised it. And yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's a wicked, like it's like a mockumentary style, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. It's really, really good. Great acting in it. Um, just everything about it, really. It's got a couple of guys from uh, Flight of the Concords as yes. well. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. See... I did watch that, but I couldn't remember it now. I, I really can't remember much of it. Yeah. But bits of it were funny. I remember thinking it was funny. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was just a bit too... Uh, I was a bit young at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like 14 or so. I wasn't really comprehending. Yeah. What was you can understand on. the Kiwi accents. No. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie just <laughs> waved as if... I don't even know. There's two things wrong with that. First of all, you waved. I don't know how that related to what you were saying. And then this is purely audio. I was going to do a joke, but then I I did the hand bit. And then I thought, no, now's the time where I can back out of doing the joke. But you brought it up. Just waved into the distance. Brilliant. Okay. Anyway. So I'll say my number five position for top five comedies. Um, I think it's one that everyone's heard of and most people have probably seen Anchorman. Anchorman, it's one of those um one of those classic ones. Is it on your list as well? It's on my list, yeah. Mm, Okay. Uh yeah, so Anchorman is about a Channel 4 news team. Um and I'm Ron Burgundy. I love Lamp. I mean, it's a classic. Everyone knows those anchor man. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> I do that. I constantly quote that to you. Yeah, I feel like that's probably how a lot of people feel during this pandemic time. Just in a glass <sighs> cage of emotion. Generally, how I feel every day to day <laughs> life. <laughs> Don't need to be in a pandemic, Dan. <laughs> so yes, that's my uh, number five choice. Yeah, um, it's a good. It's definitely a good. Uh, good film it's it was on my list as well i i'm a really big fan of will farrell however um since dating my girlfriend i realized that not everyone is a fan of will farrell right i didn't know this Mm, so is she not a fan no wow hates him and most of her friends hate like hate him really yeah oh it's spread Right? Spreading. It's like a war starting. Oh, it's awful. People who love Will Ferrell. Yeah. And there's my favorite critic in England, uh, Mark Commode. He hates all Will Ferrell films. Yeah. Whereas I, um, pretty much every film I've seen Will Ferrell in, mm. I've just found hilarious. Yeah. Like even, did you see Daddy Daddy's Home 2? Uh, it's got Mel Gibson in, doesn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, I Mark Wahlberg. I think... I did see it. It's extremely it forgettable. Was, it's yeah. really bad. But I watched it twice. Mm. I watched it twice. It is definitely 
well, I'm not going to say the worst Will Ferrell film until we uh, <laughs> review this next one. But uh, it was up until that point, it was the worst yeah, Will yeah, Ferrell yeah, film yeah, I've yeah, seen. Yeah. But it and, was still uh, enjoyable. It was still enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just funny, and yeah. I just love his stupid humour. Yeah, so do I. Uh, so I think everyone does. Well, evidently not no, everyone. No, you've but most unearthed. people do. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I did debate about leaving her. Yeah, I mean that is reason to. Mm, mm. She is this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's not get into that then. <laughs> not right now. Next time on the <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah, with yeah, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep episode one light. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so your what's your new or next film on your list? So you said that was your number four. Did number you? five. Yeah, it sounded like you said four. Did I? It sounded like it. Oh, okay. I mean, five. the view, uh, the listeners may actually be able to help, help us out here because mm. they would have heard it as well. So yeah. if he did say four, just know that Dan is a little... Trying to find not a swear word. Trying yep. To swear trying to think about it. I I already committed. Sorry, I'm out of the I'm out of the radio <laughs> thing. Just he's he's not a nice guy. Thank you. Anyway, um, okay. So my number four. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Funnily enough, uh, it's a Will Ferrell film. Is it? The other guys. The other guys. Great film. I think that's one of his best. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, about two cops that are promoted is it or they they're, they're really rubbish and then they, they get stumbled across a case and they become yeah they like have the opportunity to become like uh detectives and then they kind of do a good job well a bad job and then a good job and then yeah, sort of. yeah, yeah. it's a very good film though yeah i like that pairing of mark Wahlberg yeah and will ferrell they they bounce each other uh bounce off each other quite well yeah and Mark, Mark Wahlberg is... Because I think sometimes I find a lot... Some serious actors, when they're put into a, an overt comedy role, mm, mm. they can just try too hard to be funny. Yeah. You know, like the, the classic uh, great comedy actors like Jim Carrey, Bill Murray and, and Will Ferrell, they just... They inhabit a character and they find that balance of taking it very seriously yeah. but still being really funny. Mm. And I feel like some serious actors, when they come into a film they can just try too hard and everything has to be like a, to try and be really funny, but it's, yeah. it doesn't come across well. Yeah. But Mark Wahlberg just did it perfectly. Yeah, he's good at that. He is good. Yeah. I, I think Mark Wahlberg's actually a very good actor. Mm. Underrated, I think. I'm yeah. Saying. Yeah. Like in The Departed. Yeah, he was great in that. Yeah. The that... Departed is a film we should review. Mm-mm. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, so another Will Ferrell film there. Um, number four. Uh, I've gone for Team America World Police. Oh. Oh. Not happy with that? No. No? I didn't find it that funny. Really? Yeah, no, I didn't. I thought some bits of it were, like a couple of jokes here and there. Yeah. That was it. I, I thought it, it was way overhyped. When did you did you watch it when it came out? Or you I watched watch- it when it came out and I watched it a few years ago. Oh man. I like some of the jokes and like you know, the Mad Damon yeah. and that kind of thing, but on the whole I thought it was rubbish. Really? Yeah. See I've just got memories of when I was a teenager. <laughs> just of Team America World Police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the songs in it. So there's uh, America. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's just a song about Ben Affleck and Pearl Harbor in it. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a typical montage where, you know, it's like the sad part of the film when everything's going wrong. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like going off and just walking around different monuments in America. Yeah, yeah. And there's a song. <laughs> it's just like, uh, Pearl Harbor sucks and I miss you. I miss you like Ben Affleck. <laughs> Missed acting, acting school or something. It's just totally right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah. Oh, oh Ben Affleck. So you're not a fan of... Uh, not a fan no, of sorry. It just wasn't for me. Fair enough. So like, you know, some films are for some people, some are for other. But That's that one wasn't for mine. Yeah. Yeah. Liking. Nice. Saved. Saved. Kind we of. might have to open the window soon. I know. I'm sweating. <laughs> I am really sweating profusely. You know what? I'm going to open it. Do it. Yeah, I'm re- like I didn't realize how sweaty I was. Yeah, get sweaty in here. So the the sound is going to have a little bit of background to it. So hopefully the uh, the neighbor doesn't do any evening uh, lawn mowing. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. No. Yeah, I think it just yeah. makes it sound a bit lighter. Shows we're human. Yeah, yeah, we're human after all. Do you know why um, uh, the Matt Damon character just said <laughs> Matt Damon? Uh, it was a mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, they made all the dolls. So, so Team America is basically, it's all like puppets and all on yeah, strings. Yeah, we, we had a couple of the, uh, um, sorry, uh, l- listeners, if you don't know, I work at a place called Prop Store. Um, we get a lot of like uh, film props and stuff like that come through. Uh, and we actually had a couple of the Team America like shuttles and like the oh, really? and stuff like that. in. Yeah. Nice. It's very cool, very cool. So yeah, so the, uh, the film really plays on the fact that it's puppets and that it's like really silly and yeah. um, but they made all these puppets because a big part of the film is like um, there's all these famous actors in it um, who are just voiced by by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. But um, when they made the Matt Damon one, they <laughs> they realised that he he looked like uh, I don't know how to say this in a nice way. <laughs> uh, just say it. He had. Um, mental deficiencies. <laughs> Let's say that mental deficiencies. He. What does the, that mean? The Matt Damon doll <laughs> looked like he had mental deficiencies, so they just made him say Matt Damon for the whole film. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It works uh, very well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What's your number? Uh, three? Right. So I started with what did I start with? What we did in the show? What we do in the shadows? Mm. Then I went to the other guys. I was going to go Anchorman, but you've already had that, so I'm going to switch it up mm-hmm. to good British comedy. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Classic. Great film. Yeah? It really is. When did you watch that? Oh, I remember watching that when I was like in year seven. Like, I've watched it thousands of times since then as well. I think it's just perfect. Uh, yeah. It's just great. Yeah. I, I, I think... That duo as well of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as well, they really bounce off each other well. Um Yeah. It's 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 probably one of the best of British comedy films, isn't it? I yeah. think it falls into that classic category. Um It's of, it's a good zombie film. Mm. Like zombie comedy. Mm. You know what I mean? And a British one. Yeah. Where it points out it do, it doesn't just like uh do the same thing as what other ones have done like it points out how silly 
horror films and like zombie films yeah. are like and like the flaws in them and stuff like that without actually doing it yeah if you get what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think it's great yeah anyway. i remember you always playing the soundtrack as well on your phone it's a great film yeah so that was started apparently because they they were doing a um a series called spaced that's how um so the director edgar wright yeah yeah yeah, i heard yeah yeah, 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 him and sean uh simon pegg uh wrote spaced which was a tv series i think it was just two seasons and uh simon pegg was living with nick frost at the time Mm. and they said and he said "I'll, i'll bring my mate in to sort of be in it and he was brilliant yeah um and then from that, in, there was a scene in that where they're playing a video game, a zombie video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And then they just start, they, they don't fall asleep and they actually imagine there's real zombies. In the, and then from that, then they wrote a script yeah. about, yeah, zombies. And well, it's, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's go. also very um, touching as well. Um, unlike stuff like Anchorman and, you know, these sort of films which go for funny, I feel like there was some really genuine moments you know especially near the end when more of the friends and stuff and family start turning into zombies it's just a bit more gravitas to it do you know what i mean yeah i feel like british films are good at doing that Mm. uh you know what i mean Mm. like there's more uh, of a connection i suppose like emotional connection whereas i feel I don't know. It's that thing of Hollywood and like American things. Yeah. Like you know, like the money's gone gone into it, and like mm. it's generated just to make more money, kind of thing. And most of the time, you know what I mean. Whereas I feel like that it wasn't about that. Yeah. You know. I think I think we're quite good at handling. I mean, obviously, this is a generalization. There's been amazing uh, American films that handle like emotions and stuff. Mm. You know, uh, just as well. But I think that the whole attitude towards sentimentality could easily go wrong in american films yeah just this schmaltzy sort of sickly just it just doesn't ring true whereas you know in in the end when when like i mean spoiler alert if anyone hasn't seen Shaun of the dead um so don't listen to this bit but when his mum turns into a zombie Mm. and at the end when nick frost is down the basement with his shotgun it's just there's a genuine feeling to it isn't there and they like touch foreheads and it's and it's not much, but it just adds that little bit of like, oh, I, I do care about these characters. And it's... Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. I mean, sorry, when I was talking there about like American films, I was thinking primarily about uh, comedy films. Mm, yeah. As opposed to other films. Yeah, yeah. That's why. I, Especially why I... like romantic comedies and yeah, things like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Cool. Um, so next on my list... It was actually Shaun of the Dead. Oh! Yeah, so I'm going to have to sub one. Okay. We've got very similar taste in uh, comedy films. today? Okay, I'm going to sub in Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle? Have you seen Kung Fu Hustle? No. Please do tell me about Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. I think this is actually a film, even though it wasn't on my original list, I'm glad that it's been subbed in because... A lot of people would have seen the films that we've talked about, especially mm-hmm. if they like films or they like watching comedies. Like it's easy. But Kung Fu Hustle is, um, I think it was Chinese or Hong Kong. Well, I guess. But yeah, I think basically it was a um, a film about Kung Fu, but it's set back in you know, many, many uh, centuries ago. 
Um, and it's set in this, like, I guess you call it an estate. I don't know what you call it, but just this sort of like C-shaped um, living quarters type thing. Um, so if, you, if you're looking from above, uh, all the apartments are in a C-shape. If you're looking right. bird's eye view, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, so it's just this small uh, village type thing. I don't know why what? this detail doesn't matter <laughs> at all. Detail, I'm, I'm giving all the detail you don't need. <laughs> Basically, it's yeah. a really, really funny uh, Asian film about Kung Fu. Um, and it's so cool. It's so cool as well. Um, it doesn't take itself seriously because it is, a, it is an out-and-out out comedy. Um, but it's it's just wicked. Like, there's, there's proper Kung Fu artists in the film. Um, and it's such good fun. Like... Um, yeah, if you want a film that that will will be you know a different sort of comedy and a different sort of film to watch, um, but still just want something that's quite light and not too heavy, then please watch Kung Fu Hustle. It, it is so fantastic, and you'll have so much fun. And it's so over the top. You know, think Matrix, but on on steroids, like even more crazy. Um, they like fly into the What's sky. What's wrong with the Matrix? <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Matrix. <laughs> Not many laughs in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go with Kung, Kung Fu Hustle. I thought Interesting. it was Interesting such thing. good fun. Okay. Um, and there, there was also another film by the debut uh, by the same director was a film called um, Shaolin Soccer, which was similar. It was like they were playing. It was like a, a soccer tournament mm. and uh, they can do all crazy flips and they can fly into the sky and... I haven't seen that. I think that, I've though. seen something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. I haven't actually seen it, but like I've seen clips. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's mine. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I want to know more about this. Uh, these apartments. <laughs> <laughs> think like a C shape, <laughs> <laughs> but from above. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking like a grayish, whitish pattern on it. Oh, okay. With like tiled floor. <laughs> I just ran into this description of uh, that's so pointless. Uh, I don't know. It's cool. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> so like what the, I'm assuming like the living room would be on one side of the sea and then the bedroom no, on no, the no, other no, side no, of no. the sea. No, 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 no. It's a whole estate of different apartments and all of the states together are in a C shape. You know, we could go into like a courtyard. So like a bit, like loads like, of different buildings in a C-shape. No, 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 like an apartment block. So imagine just an apartment block. Yeah. Right? With just a load of buildings. And then there's another one that curves round into it. It's really hard to describe. Like, I you know, like hotel, know some hotels mean. in... Yeah. Like they have like a courtyard where you can yeah. overlook from a balcony. Yeah. Yeah. So it's loads yeah. of apartments making up this C-shaped thing. Oh, I th yeah. Sorry. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 yeah There's yeah, probably yeah. a really intelligent name for it, but I don't know what that I is. I doubt it. Yeah. I'm sure it's just a set of apartments. There must be an easier way to describe <laughs> this, but there's no need. Just apartments. Apartments are fine. <laughs> Didn't have to go into C's and stuff like that. Like that. <laughs> anyway. Cool. So what's your next film? Number two. Uh, oh yes, uh, so I've got my number one lined up, mm -hmm. but number two is a classic. Mm -hmm. All all age ranges will love this film. Mm -hmm. Meet the parents. Meet the parents. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, I feel like it's a very, it's a good comedy because, like I said, it reaches all age groups. Mm. Like my parents, who are like the most conservative fuckers out there. <laughs> Apologies for swearing. <laughs> An apology to your parents, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the well, you did actually swear a little bit before, but I love that the second time you swore in this was discussing your parents. <laughs> most conservative, <laughs> but they are anyway. Um, so yeah. I've forgotten what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. You got no, sidetracked no, no, so with the parents. Conservatives, <laughs> people, uh, miscreants, um, they they enjoyed it. Yeah. As I know quite a lot of other people, um, you know, people our age, mm. they absolutely love, yeah. like, meet the parents and, like, uh, Ben Stiller. Ben yeah. Stiller is a very good comedy actor yeah. as well. He's Zoolander a, and stuff Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. He's another very you know, prominent comedy actor mm. you would think of when you think of uh, Ben Stiller. Um, but yeah, no, I, I the thing what gets me about that film is De Niro. Because yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen him in many other comedies. I think more nowadays. Yeah. But he was very... When I think of De Niro, I think of like the serious roles. Like, yeah. You know, The Raging Bull and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, from when he was younger, as opposed to the Meet the Parents. And it's just, I saw him in a different light. Yeah, yeah. All. So... That, yeah, that's why it will normally stick with me. Yeah. yeah. And it, like you say, it is just good family fun, isn't it? It's, oh, yeah. 100%. It's just cringeworthy in parts. And it's, yeah, just really funny. The I would say, actually, there is some good older De Niro comedies. Um, oh, no. Okay. One I'd recommend is Midnight Run. Um, okay. That's, re- that's a, like a family friendly. I think it was like maybe late 80s, could be in the early 90s, mm-hmm. uh, where he pay- plays like a bounty hunter. And he has to transport someone back to jail, basically. And he goes across country in America. I think they remade that. They called it The Bounty Hunter. It's Maybe. Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston in it. Great. It sounds great. I think I know exactly it, what you mean. This is exactly the sort of rubbish. What, I get, what, what happens at the end? What do you think? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but do they get together? They do! <laughs> they were married once before. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you know, you watch the whole film and you're thinking, are they going to get together? Are they not going to get together? And then they get together. They reconnect. Yeah, it's so, so different to see that. Uh, but yeah, check out Midnight Run. I will. That's good. Um, it's less sort of like, it's not as funny as Meet the Parents. Um, and he's not playing as such a overt sort of over yeah. the top character. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, fair enough. I'll have to check that out. Um there was another De Niro film that I kind of need to watch at the minute because um, my boss was telling me about it, um, about why he did the role of the Joker in The Joker. Oh, he didn't, he uh, did King a, of Comedy. Is that the thing where yeah. he was trying to make it as a comedian? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he wanted the role. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch that. It's um, it's a strange film. Mm. I would say that. Um, you d- Talking of not knowing or knowing where films are going... Try not to look up a synopsis. It's very strange. You're like you never know how it's going to end. Mm. Um, it is. It goes in really weird directions, and there's not really a set structure to it. So it does sort of catch you off guard. You're like, oh, now this is happening. Now this is happening. Um, I think it's great though. Was it all scripted? It, it, I think there was parts actually that were improvised. Okay. Um, actually, that's that's what point. I'm wondering. Like, yeah, because maybe it went off in that direction because it was improvised. Yeah, um, there were definitely a lot of scenes. I think that, yeah, you're right. I think there was a lot that was improvised. Um, but yeah, that's it's sort of, 
think like a light-hearted um, taxi driver. So, ta ta yeah, it's <laughs> a very weird thing okay. to do. Um, it's dark still. King of Comedy is dark, and it's got a couple of very dark characters in it. And you're like, yeah, it's but dark as Joker? No, no. But it's it's sort of done in a light way, but some of the content in it is actually quite dark. It's mm. it's difficult to explain, but um, okay. King of Comedy is a good. It's Scorsese as well. Okay, I'll give that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give that a go. Yeah. Anyway, cool. your number two, please. My number two. I don't know if it's going to be the same as your number one. Better not be. Give me the first letter. A. Of your... Okay, no, it's fine. Okay. Second letter. I. Okay. I said it earlier. Did you? When we were outside. Oh. We'll cut this bit out. I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> it's staying in. Um... Okay, so my number two. Uh, the reason I thought it might be your number one is because I associate this film with you. Uh -huh. 40 Year Old Virgin. What are you associating with me? I associate this film with you, 40 Year Old Virgin. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Um, Jamie is Just 40. Just rest assured. <laughs> I'm 28 and I definitely have had sex. <laughs> Um, no, because we always used to watch it at yours. Well, I've seen it I so do, many yeah, times I at have, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the go-to when we, uh, back in the day when we were teenagers and uh, loved a few bevies. Mm. It was, uh, it was our, <laughs> I was going to say our, our pre-drink sort of film. <laughs> it was also our film when we got invited to no party. <laughs> 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 Just like, what'll cheer us up? Let's watch 40 or 30. <laughs> but yeah. We I'm, don't want to go to the party anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're film people. We're happy being virgins. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I. the reason for this is this, we're talking about romantic comedies. Mm. Um, this is a sweet film. It's about uh, middle-aged people, which is also different in romantic comedies because mm. it's usually about younger, super good looking. And these are just sort of regular looking people. You know, it's Catherine Keener and Steve Carell and he works in an um, electronic shop. It, and it is, it's not, I would say there's a balance with romantic comedies. You know, some some are much more romantic with a bit of comedy. Some are very funny with some romance. I'll definitely say it's that one. It's it's mm. very funny and there's some nice romance in it that's played quite nicely. Um, I just think Four Year Old Virgin for me is one of the ultimate all-round comedy films. I just feel it's, it's so funny and, and it's so sweet. It doesn't... Um, it doesn't make him out to be too much of a caricature. You know, mm. you get to know him throughout the film and he's like, he's a, he's a genuine, he seems like a, a genuine person. He just seems mm. like a normal person that you would find. Um, but it's so funny. It's very good. It's very well written. Mm. And the cast on it, it's just incredible. Yeah. And and that's another film that is heavily improvised as well. Mm. Uh, John well, yeah, even that, that f the famous scene of where he's getting waxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was all improvised. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah, so the, the director, Judd Apatow, he also did um, Knocked Up and mm. Funny People. and uh, But yeah, he just gets these great comedy actors together and they just riff off each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think from a wholesome comedy point of view, that that is a really solid one for me, for your yeah. virgin. No, 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 I agree. I think it's... It, I'm surprised it wasn't on my list. Well, well, there you go. There you go. Right, so number one. Mm. This comedy... I fell in love with when I was like eight years old. For me, it's just like the pinnacle of comedies. Airplane 2. 
Are you, are you serious? Yeah. I thought you were joking outside. I haven't seen Airplane 2. You haven't seen Airplane 2? I thought you were joking because I said as a joke. Oh, well, no, I was saying... Well, have you seen Airplane? I've seen Airplane, yeah. Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen <laughs> Airplane. You've seen Airplane? Airplane. Aeroplane. Aeroplane 2? Airplane 2? I literally... I thought you were joking because it was like one of these sequel knockoffs that was rubbish. I thought it was great. I haven't seen it, so I'm not saying. <laughs> I don't know. But Airplane 2. Yeah, man. I think it was great. Yeah. Well, I think it was one of those things of like when I was younger, mm. I watched it. I can vividly remember watching it for the first time when I was ill uh, and I didn't go into school. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it and just thinking this is just incredible. Uh, and yeah, I just find it just, again, great cast. Yeah. I think some of the writing is very clever. Yeah. Um, but it's just more uh special to me i know yeah. i realize yeah. like a lot of a lot of people won't find it that funny in right. fact i've showed it to a few <laughs> people and they're like what are you doing oh this is god like the weirdest film that's crushing isn't it when you show someone a childhood film that you have such i've showed you a couple in. of films dan and you'd be like nah it wasn't for me <laughs> <laughs> it's cool it's probably best with those sort of films just to not <laughs> show anyone yeah. generally because it's just like this is too precious to me. <laughs> it's like New Moon. It's like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, God. Um, it's like like Lamb Before Time. Like, that was a childhood film is for me. It's the like dinosaur cartoon. thing? Yeah. I never watched it. Um, so I showed Emma. Luckily, she liked it. <laughs> but I could tell. I was just like, afterwards, I don't feel satisfied. I just shouldn't have shown her. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted her to fall yeah, in exactly. love with it the same Exactly. Way. It's yeah. all about that, I feel like. Yeah. Like, those special films that you hold dear to you, that you want to share with other people, and you want them to have the yeah. same reaction. It's like, me and my sister absolutely love it's like one of my top films robin hood prince of thieves prince of thieves yeah that yeah, was yeah. a childhood film for me yeah yeah i absolutely love it quite a few people do yeah but there's a lot of people out there who don't yeah yeah <laughs> like because this literally speaks american throughout the whole thing <laughs> well no he, the thing is he starts english yeah 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 and, and then, then he just goes like, yeah. forget this i'm just gonna <laughs> marianne <laughs> come here <laughs> God damn it. You gotta lasso her. Um, yes, he sounds Nottingham, born and bred. <laughs> oh, Kevin Cosner, what a guy. Um, but yeah, Airplane yeah, 2. Yeah, no, Airplane 2. I just thought, it, for me, it's just, it's. I feel like a lot of films, like, they use a lot. They, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm, it's, I'm sorry, I'm finding it hard to find the words that I mean. Like, they use it as like a template type thing. Right, and yeah. They, they go, yeah, they yeah. use it off of that. Yeah. And because it's so. Or airplane or airplane two, that kind of thing. It just kind of. Yeah, yeah. Know. Okay, so so is, is airplane two quite similar to airplane? Yeah, it's just same like similar humor. And, you know, it's yeah. you know why it's actually just this one really bad joke in it that I just find hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not going to spoil anything. There's um, instead of in the air. Yeah. They're in space. Okay. okay, so they're, they're traveling to the moon, right? And William yeah. Shatner's there and everything is great. Nice, nice. Um, but like, there's this bit where the main character, Teddy, is walking by uh, and he walks by this closet. And it, it's kind of like, you know those airplane doors? It's kind of like they fold out. Yes. Um, and it kind of had on it, danger vacuum. Right. And he's like, what? 
And he opens it up and this vacuum <laughs> like comes out. So I go, and he's like fighting with it. And it's like such so like dramatic music. Like, dun, 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 dun. like it's just I don't know why. I just find it hilarious. I feel like now I'm unpicking the basis of all your humour. Because a lot of Jamie's humour, people don't know him, is just suddenly going extremely dramatic. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that one joke could explain a lot oh, of the Oh, it really is. Honestly, I love it so much. <laughs> so please, look, if you're out there and you're looking for a comedy film to watch, watch, watch Airplane 2. You'll know the bit that I'm, I'm talking nice. about. And I think, I mean, I haven't seen Airplane 2, but like you say, it's similar to Airplane 1. The thing about Airplane and like the Naked Gun and other those sort of Leslie Nielsen yeah, films... Yeah, yeah, yeah is they just go for the funny. Mm. They, that is purely it. You know, they don't have any care about anything else. Yeah, Because they're doing it. Exactly. It yeah. makes it so yeah. funny. Yeah, because all they want is every scene to be as funny as possible. Yeah. And those films are brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, I did have The Naked Gun on my list as well. And, you know, that, those films are just so yeah, funny. they're amazing. Yeah. So highly recommend them. So anyway, what was your, your top one? So, I, I really like that one airplane too because it's one I would never. You haven't expected. even seen it, so uh. <laughs> no. But it's different, and uh, yeah, I, I would never expected that, um, and I thought it was a joke. <laughs> um, it's like that bit in Anchorman where he's like, "I thought you were joking. <laughs> I even wrote it in my diary and laughed at it later." <laughs> but yes, yeah, so my top comedy and my reasoning for this also the other reason I like yours is because you went for nostalgia. Mm. Which is a different reason I went for my top one. Okay. My top one is because I have never literally ruffled. So ruffle for the older generation, or actually the younger generation, it's just the our generation thing, was rolling on the floor laughing. It was like a thing like lol. It's like one up from lol. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) Not our generation. Just the cool crew. (laughs) (laughs) We went to so many parties. Yeah, so Ruffle is rolling on the floor. It's like LOL or uh, LMAO. Sure, sure, sure. Um, just all these abbreviations that are supposed to be different levels of Get how much the you film. <laughs> In the cinema, watching this film, I ruffled. I fell off my chair Ooh. and I was, I don't know, rolling around, but I was like kilt over, nearly rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah. And the film was Borat. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. When I saw Borat in the cinema, I was watching it with uh, my friend Sean and his dad. And it probably made it funnier that we were with a parent, you know, yeah, just yeah, to make yeah, it exactly. more tense. Yeah, yeah. It is so funny. It's so funny. And uh, Emma, my partner, she hadn't seen it. And we watched it again recently. And she was crying with laughter all the way through. Um, just for that reason, obviously, there there's, might be films that I watch nowadays that might be funnier now than it was back then. But at the time, I just didn't realise how painful laughing mm. could be until I watched Borat. I um I have seen Borat. I've seen a lot of Sacha Baron Cohen's films. Yeah. I've seen well all of them. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't brag. <laughs> <laughs> David Brent, nice. Um, uh, but for me, I don't know why Borat wasn't the top one. No. I, I Really? Yeah. So you prefer I like... Prefer, you know, it's funny because I went to the cinema and watched Bruno. Right. And I was belly laughing. Right. You know, it's it's weird. Maybe it was like a subliminally like a, like a 
a cinema thing. Yeah. Like you're going, you're watching it with so many other yes. people and they're laughing at the same time. So you didn't watch Borat in the cinema? No, I didn't. Right. It does make a huge difference, yeah. isn't it? It's like seeing a stand-up show, isn't it? You see it live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, as soon it's, as it's that laughter ripples, you're, exactly. you're with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Maybe, yeah. So who did you watch? Do you remember who you watched Borat with or where it was? Who I watched it with. Well, okay. You don't have to say who, but like how many people were there? Uh, I think one. Oh, okay. Just you and someone else? Yeah. Okay. So just, it wasn't, wasn't just you? No, no, no. It oh, wasn't okay. just me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was with an ex. It well. does make a difference. Definitely comedy. Well, films in general, I feel I'm, I have to be really careful now. I'm so aware of how much someone just being next to someone can ruin a film. Like Emma isn't into, into films as much as me. There's certain films I will not watch with her because I I really want to see it. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm exactly the and same. And you know you can just feel them there like getting bored or feel them there just being like and it just it distracts it, it ruins it. Yep. I just want to be there watching, you know, the film and it's like I perfect example. Mm. Like I went to see Joker in the cinema with you. Yes. And we came out of there and we were talking about it. Mm. I thought it was a great film, phenomenal film of the year, that kind of thing. I watched it again recently with Abby. <sighs> Honestly, she kept on picking up her phone and texting, going, well, this is stupid. That wouldn't happen in real life. <laughs> Like, Jesus, like, shut up, woman. And like, she just kept on, like, little bits, little things, little bits. Like, literally, I just had to turn to her and say, look, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up and watch the film. Um, which didn't go down well. But no, no, she, no, she did end up watching it and she was like, it's a very good film and I can see why it's so good. But there's so many things in it that just don't make sense. It's like, just stop. No, it is, it is a fact of life. You have to watch certain films by yourself yeah i deliberately will watch certain films i i want to i've have you ever been to the cinema by yourself uh no that is something i haven't done i've done it once in my life and i do want to do it again um i watched black swan in the cinema by myself which it's was a actually good a film good film it was a little bit creepy that I went by myself because there's a lesbian sex scene in it but um, <laughs> i was just <laughs> <laughs> was it valentine's day <laughs> treat to myself <laughs> me to me um it was really funny though because i went in and i was like oh, this... and i love i loved going it by myself i love just being there and it, and it is one of those films that i think you get more out of it watching by yourself uh <laughs> which is as bad as it sounds <laughs> but the funny part of it was all these old people came in and i was thinking they think it's a ballet film. <laughs> <laughs> they think and then walking out, hearing them afterwards, I just went slowly, you know, just to hear. I know it's like, oh, that wasn't what I expected. <laughs> and you could, and I was looking over at set like the lesbian sex scene, just looking over at them, just like they were not here to see that. Like if it was like one old person, then maybe yeah, they were a really yeah. big film fan and they yeah. knew what it was. The, the the amount of how many old people there were, they definitely didn't watch the trailer or read yeah. up what it was yeah, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Silly, isn't it? But yeah, I thought that was a great film. I I hadn't watched that film in a long time, and I think the last time I did watch it, I was a little bit out of my head. Oh yeah. So which just made it even worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got the full experience. Oh, the full experience. <laughs> I watched it about five times in quick succession. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Well, uh, let's go on to our review then. So, <laughs> the film is called. This is a. Uh, this is going to cross the pathway because we're doing our top comedies. Yes. We're also doing our top Netflix films. This is a comedy that is on Netflix and it's new. So it's called 
Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. It's got Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Pierce Brosnan, and uh, a singer that I forget the name of. Um, and it's basically about these two people that since they were kids always wanted to be in Eurovision Song Contest and they train their whole life and then they go to the song song contest and then it all carries on from there and we see what happens and their their band is called Fire Saga. Yes. Uh what did you think of the film, Jay? Cool. So two things stood stood out straight away. Uh-huh. Uh first thing was have you seen Sex Education? No, that's a TV series, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, one of the actors who was in that was in Eurovision. Right, okay. Yeah, that was it. Two, <laughs> Rachel McAdams' mole on the side of her face is getting bigger by the day. Was that an inserted mole? don't think so. Because I thought when... I think she it, has it there. There's a shot of like, her I from the not... side. Is it in the music video where the shot from the side is of her left side? Yeah, and it's... Yeah, yeah and I yeah, was yeah. like... It's massive, right? Yeah, I thought that it was no, put on. I don't think so. I think it's there in other movies. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, th- it really stood out for me. <laughs> so that's the two things. Well, I think maybe out. it's just because, like, the other day, because I have quite a few moles on my body. Yeah. And I had to go and see my mole guy the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, like, looking at it. And I was like, maybe I just had that mole kind of head on. I going, oh, no, it looks a bit dark. Looks a bit dark to me. Doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but sorry, anyway, the actual film, um, it was good family fun. So, so you, what, okay, let, what should we do? A rating out of like five stars or should we do like a rating out of 10 or? Let's go out of 10. Yeah? Yeah. What would, you, what would you give it? Give it a six. A six? Just on family fun. Did you find it funny? In bits. Did you laugh? In bits? Yeah, which bits did you laugh at? I can't remember. I honestly... I know I, I know what you thought, because you called me up and said, did you actually... Did you watch it? Because I got about halfway through. <laughs> I, so and w- I know you never turn films off. I never, I never, I watched something all the way through. The only film I haven't watched all the way through when starting it was um, Human Centipede 2. What? You didn't watch it? We, I watched about a third of it. I was watching it at uni and I walked out. And then the other, it was, I was watching it with three other girls and they stayed and uh, they stayed there. But then they, <laughs> what? <laughs> the you next... left three other girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite bad actually. Yeah. Um, but no, they, um, I left in them watching the film and uh, the next day they said like, they stopped watching it maybe about half an hour later. Yeah. I, but I, I seen okay, so to me this film, right, I really struggled. I really struggled. Mm. I was, I was turned it on. I was like, it's Will Ferrell. Can't go wrong. <laughs> right. Daddy's Home 2 was awful, but I've seen it twice and it was, fu- it's funny and it's, it's all right to watch. I thought I'd have the same reaction to you. Like, it's just, it's just fine. I really struggled. Could I actually change it to a five? Okay. No, four. I would give it a three. Yeah, fair it's enough. It's a two or a three. I think... The I, reason, I the reason is... Start. Okay, go on. It is one of these films, opposite of Shaun of the Dead, that don't get the romance and the, the heartwarming stuff of it right, mm. and don't get the comedy right. I didn't find it funny. There was a couple of points. I think when Will Ferrell and her left, 
mm-hmm. um, each other, and they were doing that that thing where they're breaking up. And then Will Ferrell went outside and he like kicked the toilet over. That was funny because that was like classic, just Will Ferrell. He's like smashing stuff up and he kicks the toilet over and there's someone in the toilet. Um, that was like one of the bits that I really didn't find. Funny. Oh, fair enough. There was a, cu- a couple of bits like that. I think I was just so relieved there was a little bit of something funny, but I didn't find. I found it so embarrassing. I found it so like Pierce Brosnan's in it. He is doing that exact thing I was talking about earlier, where he is a serious actor and he's trying to be funny. Yeah, he's not. He's yeah. not funny and he's not doing good acting. It was. I I really wanted to just sit down and just glaze over me. I didn't have high hopes for it. Anyone who's seen the trailer or, you know, you know it's not going to be a great film. I I really, st- I just found it very embarrassing. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I know what you mean, but I was just trying to view it for all viewers. You know what I mean? As a general kind of thing. Right. A fun film that someone, a normal person could put it on and just watch it and yeah. It's but, a film. It's a film to put on on like a Sunday after you have had a, like a mad night out on a Sunday, Saturday. Sorry. I just, I thing is, I think with reviews, it's how much you recommend something. It's easy. That's what I'm trying. Sure, to but there's so many other easy films that I could recommend. I would ne- I just would not recommend this because there's the only thing I'll say that's good about it. Well, there's a few few good things about it. Um, to be fair, and that's why it's a three and not a two. Um, I wrote them down, so let's have a look. Wow. Um, clearly a love of Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Clearly the people who made it and Will Ferrell. Because there's quite a few people out there who do like Eurovision. Yes. That's another good point, is that it sort of is exactly what Eurovision is, which is embarrassing and cringy. And over the top. And over the top. So from that point of view, fair enough. Win-win, yeah. Of, yeah. I. But a bad point is, I feel like from this, I was like, there's a good Eurovision film to be made. Like, there's a, a funny and genuinely heartwarming and, like, um, really good Eurovision film to be made. And this was the furthest from it. It just was not it. I could tell they had a love of, you know, Iceland and they had the nice things with the elves. And that's a true thing in Iceland that a lot of the population believe in elves. And and that they, they the film had a lot of love for things, but it just didn't deliver it didn't it didn't make you care i didn't care about the characters i thought rachel mcadams was the best actor in it um i thought because um she she is a very very good actor actress and um but i thought that she was caught because she's mainly from a an acting background she was caught as a you know those scenes where it's like is it genuine or are they being funny she was caught trying to be genuine but also realizing oh i sort of need to be a bit funny and will ferrell was the opposite like when they break up in the in the middle and they go their separate ways it's like is, am i supposed to be laughing or am i it just felt really unsure of itself um i suppose that's just like the two opposing uh i was about to say forces <laughs> it really is science 101 <laughs> uh two opposing uh you know uh, not attributes like ways of acting or no um emotions like oh it doesn't matter two opposing actors let's go with actors sure. right but but if you don't establish in the scene whether a scene is supposed to be funny personalities or serious, that's what i was thinking of yeah yeah but there's 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 lots of good actors who've done comedy and, and vice versa 
you know, if you watch a film like, you know, Will Ferrell and not Will Ferrell, sorry, um, Jim Carrey's done a lot of good serious acting. He's a great actor. Yeah, and that you know the scenes where they're supposed to be serious, but I just found this just awkward personally. Fair enough. Yeah. So I would say find any other comedy film on Netflix. <laughs> I would say if you want to just put something on, easy watching, crack on. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's crack on with our last list of today, which is our top five films currently on Netflix. Ha ha. So uh, yeah, do you want to do you want to go first? Uh, no, you go first this time. Cool. Um, my number five is a film called Lion. Now, I've found that I cry more at films than Emma does now. Like, Lion... So, Lion is about a, um, a young Indian boy. I think the first like third of the film is basically this uh, young Indian boy who loses his uh, brother when they're out and about and basically doesn't know where he is. I think he's uh, in Mumbai and he just hasn't got a clue and he's just walking around and he ends up uh, in an orphanage where he gets adopted and it's a true story and he tries to find when he's an adult he tries to find his way back to his real family um and what i love about this film is the characters it is purely a character study and um, there's a section in the media middle that i thought was phenomenal um the there's two australians uh nicole kidman and i've forgotten the other guy's name who adopt this indian boy and it's like a, a small montage. It's not over the top. It's not too schmaltzy. It's just of him settling in and getting used to Australian customs and all that sort of stuff. And and you get this idea of, like, oh, no, it's, it's working out well. And then what happens next is they decide to adopt again. And the next boy they adopt, also from India, has clearly seen a lot of abuse and has got severe mental deficiencies. And he screams and he runs around and he hates it. And, he, and, and they... And it was such, and it was such a short amount of time where they showed the two, one after the other, being adopted, and it was just like showing the reality of what adoption could be in this very short space of time. You don't know what kind of kid you're getting. You 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 have to deal with this background that you've never known about, and it was so powerful. And then the rest of the film just plays out really amazingly. It's very character led, and then by the end, I was really crying. Um, it was it was a beautiful film. I I love Line. I really loved it. Um, so yeah. yeah no it's a good film I have seen it um, I I really like um, um, what's his name Patel uh, Dev Patel Dev Patel yeah. I think he's a good actor um, and I have seen I have seen Lauren uh, once or twice now I think um, and I was surprised that Nicole Kidman's acting in it to yeah. be fair oh you don't think she was good no I thought it was good yeah yeah that's what I'm saying because normally it's not as good oh really I think Nicole Goodman's a good actress, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because when I think of her, I just think of Satine from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, so what's your number five? Sure. Yeah. Right. I'm going to start with uh, a Netflix original. Okay. Annihilation. Ooh, very good choice. Mm. Mm. It's one of my favorite films at the minute. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really is. Um, so, what's the story? Basically, um, what's her name? Nicole, um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. It's got Natalie Portman in, another favourite. We were talking about uh, Black Swan earlier. She um, uh, basically 
it's like a sci-fi type thing, like alien sci-fi type thing. She kind of goes into this bubble uh, and then things kind of start changing around her. And this is all like on, on Earth. It's like a big bubble and it just keeps expanding and expanding. And she's like part of like a team that go in just to kind of find out what's going on. And her husband had been in previously, mm. uh, another good actor, Oscar Isaac. Mm. I really like Oscar Isaac. Um, I, yeah, so she goes, she volunteers to go in. And yeah, no, things just start getting crazier and crazier. Uh, and just just the imagination of it mm. in itself just blew me away. Mm. And then actually seeing it visually and stuff like that, like the visual um, cinematography in it and stuff is just... Um, it's good. It's very good. And so, I can only imagine what the like uh artistic designs were like. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the art concept forms and stuff like that. Like just must have been incredible. Yeah, and it's one of those that, films yeah. that asks some people hate these sort of films, but I feel like it asks more questions than it answers. You know, it mm. leaves you to go, What was this? And it and it uh, you know, repeated viewings and things like that. Yeah. It lingers, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean I won't give anything else away, but mm. I mean uh, Parts of it, uh, yeah, were very hard to kind of get. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a film that you kind of you have to kind of concentrate on. Yeah, it's not something you could watch when you're hungover, let's say. Yeah, and it's I think, I think people who really love films, I think there's a aspect of it of bringing your own yourself to it, bringing mm. something, not just sitting there passively and going, "This is a film, let it wash over me." It's actually going, "What do I think about mm, that?" Mm. So. Yeah, that's a really good choice. Sorry I'm um, rattling through these. Um, we haven't got much time left. How much time do we have left, Dan? Um, well, uh, Roughly. Uh, well, let's let's just rattle through these and then, yeah, uh, it's fine. Um, okay, it's up to you. Cool. My number four, uh, which I watched for the first... Oh, sorry, the second time again the other day. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't on my list. It was just off my list. But I watched it again. I was like, wow, it's 12 Years a Slave. Um, first time I watched it, um mm. it was i watched it because it was the oscar winner it was like it was the film about slavery and it was like you know it's just an event film that everyone has to see yeah yeah, yeah. so i watched it and, and you know um it was great i really loved it um but the second time viewing it i have to say it is one of these almost perfectly made films every single note it's like you know some films just flow like a song like an orchestra it just hits every note perfectly. Now, obviously, it is horrific. It is horrible. Like, most of it is really, really difficult to watch. But somehow, he... Uh, so, Steve McQueen is the director, not the same as the uh, the actor from the 70s and 80s. Um, he made such a beautiful film. The cinematography is amazing. And the, the soundtrack and everything, the acting... If you if you wanted to make a film about slavery in America, this was it was perfect. I think it's such a good film, and and obviously it's relevant and it's and it's an important film. It's not you know like Schindler's List was or it's it's a tough watch, um, but yeah, um, I I really recommend this. Um, if you obviously take take a night where you don't mind getting really upset and it's you know brace yourself, but it is a Beautiful film in a really weird way. I didn't think it was that sad. I'm joking. <laughs> I cried. Did <laughs> I was, you? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't cry the first time I watched it, but I did the second time. Yeah, same. Really? 
it's just another example of what we were talking about earlier. I watched this with Abby. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she she just wasn't bothered. She was texting all the time and blah, blah, blah. like you know that shot where he's literally left hanging there. Yes, like he's you know what yes. I mean. You know the one. Yeah, she was like, it's, it's the same shot again oh. and again and again. I'm like, that's the point. Yeah, like it's meant to like drag on so that it shows you how long he's like dragging on. You know what I mean? Like she just couldn't understand. I that was concept. lucky in that sense because I watched it with Emma, and she actually had all the reactions she was supposed to in that shot. Mm. Um, it was like, why aren't they helping him? And then the realization set in. Of course, they're not going to help him. Yeah. It's beautiful. That shot is phenomenal. Um, and again, it's just having the patience and actually taking an interest in like, oh, what's going on here? Why? Mm. I didn't think the soundtrack was that strong, personally. No, no. I, I'm as you know, I'm very, very into my film scores, but I, yeah, it just it, it could have been stronger, personally. Okay, I just felt it fit perfectly. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> cool. All right, what's your number three? Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor? Is that Mark Wahlberg? It is Mark Wahlberg. Okay. It's Sell just... it to me, because I've looked at that and I've been like, eh, it just looks well, like it's a... just, I'm trying to give a slightly, you know, different variation of different... Um, uh, different films, types of films. Different films and yeah. types of films, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Lone Survivor, it's it's based on a true story about a group of SAS type people, like four, a group of four. It's got Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I wish I could say the other three, but you'd recognise them um, <laughs> uh, in it. And it's just about getting kind of stuck behind enemy lines and like um, just the st- struggle that they go through. Mm. Uh, again, actually, the music is quite good in it, but it's not mainly focused on that. It's just a very good war film if mm. you're if you're into war films, uh, which I am. I know quite a few other people are. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I, it's not like your uh, typical American, you know, we were soldiers, Mel Gibson type Patriotic thing. Yeah, and... exactly. It's nothing like that. It just tells the story how it is, uh, and there you go. Yeah, it's simple. So a good solid war film. Yeah. It's, it's not shocking. It's just it tells you the story of what happened there, uh, and yeah, it's just it's it's a bit heartbreaking, but it's it's okay. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, Lone Survivor. Cool. It's, it's highly recommended. It's a very good film. It's not my most favorite war film, mm-hmm. but it's definitely it's up there. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. Eric Banner's in it. Nice. You gotta love a bit of Eric Banner. <laughs> he my got angry. <laughs> <laughs> my number three is No Country for Old Men. Um, I watched that again recently. Yeah. It's a great film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, this film, a few things I noticed about this film. Uh, pretty much no soundtrack. I counted one time in the film, I think it lasts about 10 seconds, where there's just a, like a high pitched drone. There is, it, there's no music. Um, and it is one of the tensest films I've seen. Even though it's not like gory, it's not a horror film. It's a, basically a Western, a modern Western about money that gets taken um, um, as a, a sort of a, an exchange gone wrong. And the guy uh, sort of just a, kind of stumbles across, stumbles it across the money and he takes it. And then uh, someone then goes after him. And the person who's going after him is uh javier bardem yeah 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 who is just got the worst breakthrough role wasn't it yeah it was and he is just so menacing 
Um, and the lack of soundtrack, is, it shows that you don't need to have like really strong like music like or just something you can just have just this there's a there's a scene the epitome of this is a scene in a hotel room he's sitting there uh the guy who's got the money with a shotgun uh he's got he's got the tracker on the table he knows he's got a tracker on him and this guy is just roaming the halls and and he's just getting closer and closer to the room and it's so tense um the film is just brilliantly played it's um uh, and, and the acting is phenomenal um yeah so it, it's just a, and it's a coen brothers who directed it so mm. that that is a great solid film um i won't say any more than that and we'll we'll move on to yours mate so what's your what's your third oh yes. sorry your second no no, no no number three. Oh yeah i went first didn't i yeah so you're yes. number three yeah, yeah yeah uh number three for me is children of men Oh, mm. 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 <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah. When I think of this film, I actually think of you know. I, I think I remember f- watching it with you first. Yes, uh, it's a very very good film. Uh, Clive Owen, you know, post apocalyptic. Mm. Um, women can't have children anymore. That, that's it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The women can't have children anymore, and basically, um, Colin. Uh, sorry, Clive Owen. Colin. Clive Owen comes across a woman. Doesn't just come across. I'm going to start again. <laughs> Children of Men. <laughs> Children of Men. Uh, Clive Owen. Great film. Uh, basic backstory. He kind of comes across, um, gets in touch with his. Fuck's sake. Children of Men is just a post apocalyptic film yeah. where people can't have. Women can't have children anymore, and the <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to remember, isn't it? Basically, he he, he stumbles across some a, a woman. Spoiler alert: who can and she is pregnant, and, and it's, it's about getting her to safety. the human project. Yes, yeah, so it's basically get to get safety. so like to kind of save humanity. It's got um, what's his name in from Twelve Years a Slave? Yes, just well allegedly for. I can never say his name. Charlie Cunningham. Yeah. Um. Charles Cut. So what do you what do you like about the film? Apart from it being a great uh, film. For me, it was the tracking shots. Yeah. Like sorry. There's a few quite a few tracking shots in that film. Uh that are just just fantastically done. Like and you can tell like they are just all one shot. Like mm. it's just incredible. Yeah. Um it's hard to like describe them without giving too much away, but there's there's a shot right at the end where there's like you know, there's army and like there's bullets and stuff lying around, and you know, uh, Clive Owen Theo is the main character. You know, getting into the building and stuff like that. It's just it follows him and it moves around him as well. Yeah, um, which must have taken a lot of rehearsal time. Yeah, I think it's one of these films that you you need to watch the behind the scenes after you've watched it yeah. because the amount of effort that went into just shooting these as one mm. shots and a lot mm. of the effects being practical not you know special effects and stuff yeah. was amazing it's how alfonso Cuaron is the director he also did gravity which is another film with a lot of he also did uh prisoner of azkaban yes yeah but the reason i said gravity is because that had a lot of lingering shots that were just one shot as well as did it? prisoner of azkaban did it no <laughs> <laughs> but children and men is yeah the epitome of yeah, that sort no, of absolutely. tracking yeah, yeah, shot yeah, yeah. thing yeah i i really liked children and men mm. i thought it was fantastic um, I think Clive Owen as an actor is good. 
Um, but yeah, no, just in that in that film, he made it into my top list. Nice. He's up there. And I can't think of any post-apocalyptic films that were as good as that because it's very realistic, isn't it? Um, you, it felt real. Mm, yeah, and it's it set in England real. as well. Exactly, and is, uh, that's a rarity now. It's weird because I was actually, t- I think I've spoken to you about this a few times, um, that the films from when we were younger always felt slightly detached from reality. Mm. So like a good p- comparison for me is philosopher's stone like mm-hmm. you know it's you're watching a film you know it's just like you know a story and it feels like warner brothery and you know in a studio and blah 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 mm-hmm. whereas the last one it's very realistic yeah it's very nitty and gritty and i feel like films nowadays are getting grittier and they i don't know i've it's just something i've noticed i think i might have talked about this with you or it could have been I someone else so, yeah I mean, what are your thoughts? I don't think films have got grittier um, on the whole because... Okay, let's move on. (laughs) There was a lot of... I mean, British films have always been that, you know, like Get Carter and the old Ken Loach films. um, They've they've always been that gritty... um, grittiness to them and that realistic uh, view. Um, But the Harry Potter thing is, I think it was more... um, the changing of directors. Um, they changed a few. Yeah. I know, but I don't know. It just, it just felt that way for me. Yeah. It feel, it, films feel more realistic nowadays. I don't know why, but they just do. They do to me. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the number two on my list is the same director as Annihilation. Mm. Mr. Alex Garfield, mm-hmm. writer and director Alex Garfield, uh, Ex Machina. Is that on your list? It's not on my list, but it's great. Ex film. Machina, from a script writing point of view, is exactly what you want to do as a scriptwriter. Mm. It is three characters, pretty much one location, and it is all about it's just ideas, and it's it's such a simple concept. Um, Domino Gleeson goes to this but he wins a competition um like very very short at the start like a minute and he goes to this location in the middle of the nowhere where there's oscar isaac who is the inventor of ai he's like the owner of the company or whatever and he's created a robot that is pretty much a human um and dominic uh, gleason has to or Domino gleason uh got that mate yeah it just sounds like it's raining i was just checking no maybe it is uh basically this character who comes who wins this competition has to test to see if he believes that this is a real person or not or if the robot can make him believe it's real and all this sort of stuff yeah they do a test yeah and it takes place over a few days and and it's just i I don't really want to say much more it's just a perfect three character setup there's sort of a fourth as well but it's mainly just the three and it is just so perfectly constructed and as a screenwriting film you can't get much better than that so yeah in short that's why you should watch ex machina yeah the acting in it is very good as well Um, yes all three of them bring something different Mm. uh to their specific roles as well uh and definitely uh, i was blown away (laughs) by just the scenery Mm. you know what i mean Mm. uh meaning like the set 
Mm. Like, was just per- perfect for the film. Like, it felt realistic, uh, fu- sorry, futuristic, but equally at the same time, naturey. Mm. Uh, I guess that's what they were going for. So, mm. yeah, I won't say too much more because you need to discover this for yourself. Mm. Cool. Okay, so what's your number two? It's another Netflix, Netflix original. Okay. It's called To the Bone. I haven't heard of it. Mm. It's a very good film. Uh, it's about uh, a girl struggling with anorexia. Okay. Uh, and w- when I watched it, I cried. I did cry. It's very emotional. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere as well because at the beginning I thought because Keanu Reeves is in it. Okay. And I just just thought, ah, oh, it's just a bit of Keanu Reeves, but he was, he did all right in it. Yeah. Um but like it got very real. Uh and it kind of showed the daily struggle that not just people who like have addictions and stuff go through, but like you know everyday struggles that everyone goes through. Mm. Uh and they put it into the writing and into onto the screen very well uh and yeah no there's this one particular scene i won't say it but uh of the girl and the mother and it's just just kind of heartbreaking and i feel like it touches everybody's souls Mm. like and everybody's kind of relationship with their parents Mm. uh in a way sweet yeah thanks for the recommendation i haven't even heard of that it's a good one it was surprisingly good Cool. And then we'll just go to our last ones and then that'll be it. Yeah. So my top choice. So I did move these around a little bit, but Mm -hmm. the top one actually stayed the same. Okay. My top film on Netflix is Spotlight. Spotlight is a film about investigative journalism. Oh, yes. Looking into the abuses. Um, Well, it's set in Boston and, and and the film focuses on... Uh, the Catholic Church abuses in Boston um, on young children. And it's difficult to say why it's my top one. It is like All All Presidents Men, which was a film back in the 70s or 80s about journalism. Um, This is such a great example of the best of journalism. you, You really feel what it's like to uncover a story like that and not just to uncover a story to sell papers and not just to uncover a story to get glory uh, that rhymes um but because they care and it's really important that this story comes out for the good of the community and then they find out later actually the, the whole world um it's based on a true story um is it uh, mark ruffalo mark ruffalo michael keaton rachel mcadams yeah, yeah. um we watched it recently, didn't we? Oh, we watched it together. So, okay, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. Um, yeah, we did watch it together. Yeah. Um, it was, ah, uh, it's it just really resonated. It's not like a perfectly made film like Twelve Years a Slave. It's not like, but it's just really, really gets it just if affected me, and it got to the heart of it. And and also, it's a film about abuse where you never see any of the abuse. You don't see any of the stuff that went behind the scenes, but you feel the dread and you feel horrible in terms of knowing what's going on. And, and the way they present it all is so tactful and so um, 
it just resonates really well. And the, the characters who are part of this spotlight investigative team are all really, really well established. That you, you, within very little time, you get an, a very strong idea of these different characters. Um, and oh man, it, it, it just, yeah, it's just phenomenal. So yeah, Spotlight yeah, yeah. is my top film on Netflix. Sweet. Fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, I can't say much about it. I mean, I remember it and I remember it being a good film, but, um, yeah, maybe I just can't remember it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, anyway, my top film on Netflix. Another Mark Ruffalo film. Can you guess what it is? Avengers? <laughs> Shutter Island. Oh. Yeah, I really like Shutter Island. I really think... Leonardo DiCaprio is just uh, a great actor. Um, but I also really liked the way that this film kind of messes with you in yeah. many different ways. Yeah. Not just, you know, through the, the writing, the script, but through like visual uh, stimulations and stuff like that. Um, and sound effects and even the music in it is just great. Um it's, uh, okay, so if people haven't seen Shutter Island, it's basically about uh, a cop, two cops who go to a mental asylum. It's um, on an island. Island. Uh, that's why it's called Shutter Island. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, basically they're trying to figure out... Um, I think someone has escaped. That's it. A, they're they're trying to figure out who prisoner one, two, three or something is. Um yeah, and it's just an investigation into that. Uh, and Ben Kingsley is the uh, the the owner of the yeah. I don't know what you call it. Uh, the warden, sorry, warden. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the, the warden the of top the dog. yeah, the top guy, uh, top psychologist because it was yes. a mental yes. institute, wasn't it? Yeah. Top psychologist or something. Uh, and he's a great actor in himself. Uh, and it just the movie takes a lot of twists and turns along the way. Um, and it just, I feel very attached to the main, uh, the main character. And I feel I went on that journey with him and mm. like I experienced all this stuff with him mm. and it just all comes together and it just, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a great Scorsese film. Yeah. I think a lot of Scorsese, Scorsese films are too long. Mm hmm. I'll, I'll happily say that, <laughs> but I thought this was perfect. And you wouldn't necessarily know it was Scorsese either. No, you wouldn't. Like, it's not Wolf of normal. Wall Street is Goodfellas, but mm. just hucked up more and in a different setting. Or, you know, it, but it is, yeah, it's very different. Um, and I, like you say, I think a film about madness and a film about question, the characters questioning their own sanity, it makes you question your own. You're like... Mm what was real what did i just watch yeah and i know me and another friend walked out of it feeling very very weird mm. like i i and then i was questioning my own sanity mm. and yeah so it, it really plays with you doesn't it mm. cool cool well i guess that's it that's it until if you if you have stayed to the end thank you for listening to us rattle on um Indeed. about our film choices uh we will be back um me and jamie always chat about films so we'll do uh do another one next time and uh we'll do
through a top of whatever and then we'll review yeah. the film and yeah we're just gonna see where we go with this yeah um like i say well like dan said at the beginning we're both very 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 much into film so we just want to give our opinion yeah and just have fun yeah man yeah it's totally cool mm-hmm.